and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, I am Brian Hanks. Uh, If you missed our first hour, if you're a NASCAR fan and you missed our first hour, then shame on you. That's all I have to say about that because we had uh, our good friend Paul Whittington on. Uh, We talked some Stanley Cup final. We talked some, uh, like I said, we got some good hockey talk in there. But then we really broke down NASCAR. We talked uh, about Chase Elliott. We talked about last week's race in, in St. Louis. We previewed this week's race in Sonoma. And again, if you missed that, we talked about why Chase Elliott no longer loves racing. <laughs> That's my little uh, thing that uh, I, I know that uh, uh, Paul, being a big Chase fan, uh, it's a sore subject with him. But I mean it, though. I mean, I just don't think Chase Elliott enjoys racing anymore. Just just reading his body language and his face and everything. But again, if you missed our first hour, go to BrianHanks.com. Uh, it'll be up there, uh, in a little bit. Uh, you can listen to the replay at three o'clock here on nine sixty the bull and nine sixty the bull.com. Or if you're in Greenville or Newburn or Wilson or wherever in Eastern North Carolina, tune in at one Oh seven point five, uh, two five, two ESPN radio, two five, two ESPN.com also. And you can listen to our show on there too. Uh, again, Paul Whittington was our first hour guest coming up here in our second hour. And just, in fact, in just a few moments, live from New York city, it's going to be, uh, our, our good friend, Ariel Epstein. Uh, she, uh, used to be with channel 12 and did such a good job with them and now is a, a national entity. So like I said, we're going to get her here on the phone in a moment. Uh, before we do that though, let me, I tell you what, let me thank Spence automotive Spence automotive is uh, the sponsor of our guest line. It's where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots, Spence Automotive is owned and operated by our good friend and local sports writing legend, Keith Spence. It opens. Uh, it's open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service or when you need new tires and tell him the Brian Hanks show sent you and on the line with us right now again. And I should be punished for this, Ariel Epstein. I cannot believe. I always like to look and see when the last time I had a guest on. Can you believe it's been 14 months? It was April of last year since the last time we had you on. I can believe it, Hank. Thanks as always. I believe it because you always tell me that you're nervous to text me because you think that I'm going to be too busy for you. You're crazy to think that I would ever tell you that. Well, you're amazing and you're awesome. And I got to tell you, I feel like, see, I think I'm too young to, well, I, I could be your father for sure, but I feel like I'm your uncle, you know, like you're, you're that, that awesome niece and that everybody, you know, you ENC, you were ENC for a couple of years or however long you were. You were here for like three, three and a half years, right? About three years. There you go. That's what I thought. It it definitely felt longer for Brian Norris. (laughs) He knows you're coming on today, too. So, uh, hey, just send him a a message real quick before we get get into all this. He better be listening. That's so messed up (laughs) if he's not. 
you know, we're in again, and I, I, I can say this because I'm so much older than you, and I got to watch you from your, your nervous first days at WCTI, uh, News Channel 12, to when you left and you were just as, as, as smooth as a mountain brook. How's that? Um, well, it, it, it wasn't smooth at the beginning for sure. Well, that's what the I said at the beginning, but just yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole process later on, I got smoother. I did hire a broadcast coach after I left North Carolina. She changed my life. Her name is Joe Montgomery. She's the reason that I'm at where I am today. Um, after all of the pandemic and unemployment and whatnot, Brian North was a huge mentor to me when I was there. Um, for my three years and or almost three years, it, it helped a lot when Brian was always there to have my back, Brian North, but you too, Hank. Um, just having people that supported you knowing, hey, there's going to be some rocky roads at the beginning. You're learning, you're growing. And B North always said to me, as long as you continue to listen and like try to learn, he didn't care how much I messed up. And that meant so much to me. He, he was a really good mentor, wasn't he? Brian North was one of the best mentors I've ever had. Maybe I hope he tunes into the show after I say all this. <laughs> I don't want him to know that I'm like boosting his ego at all. It, it, it's true, though. When you first get to an area like Eastern North Carolina, who cares so much about their players, everyone that comes out of there from literally like the middle school level on, you, you enter this area that you don't even realize because in, North, in New York, where I'm from, High school sports doesn't mean so much unless you actually play them. It doesn't mean as much. Like We don't have like a lot of local news in the New York area because everyone cares about Manhattan. Going to an area like ENC where everyone is so loyal and caring about where they come from, it's a lot of pressure to learn all the different players from all the different schools, all the different sports. Nonetheless, the players that go from the high school level to the college level to the major league level and then you fast forward from I started there in 2016, now it's 2023. It was so cool last night that Sean Armstrong from Eastern North Carolina, Newburn, North Carolina, was starting for the Tampa Bay Rays, and you got to see him pitch a gem. Those are the moments. And I, I, I go to MLB Network, and I'm like, hey, guys, yeah, I know Sean Armstrong because <laughs> I worked in Newburn, North Carolina, and they're like, where? Um, so those are those moments that are really cool. Well, that's one of the things that kind of shocked me, too. I have a buddy that is actually, I don't know if we've ever even talked about this, Ariel, but I've got a buddy. In fact, we went to college together, Drew Loftus, who is a fellow UNC Charlotte guy, but uh, he's the Sunday sports editor for the New York Post uh, and can't, went straight. Talk about going from single A to uh, the major leagues. He went from the Kinston Free Press to the New York Post, and like I said, he's now the Sunday sports editor for the Post. But I remember visiting him and, you know, looking at, at one of their editions, and I'm like, dude, where's the high school sports in here? Kind of what you were just alluding to. I'm like, you know, with me being, as you know, I mean, I've been a high school sports reporter since 1991 in North Carolina. I'm like, you would, I would just assume, and I assumed incorrectly, that high school sports might be bigger. But, of course, when you've got everything you've got going on in New York and uh, on Long Island and all that, high school sports does sort of take a back seat, doesn't it? High school sports isn't as big here as it is in Eastern North Carolina. Now, granted, it's not nice to say that to people who do care. There are a lot of passionate people. It's just not so much on a news scale. You have to tune in. You have to essentially buy a specific cable provider and hope that that one cable provider 
comes to cover your school. Wow. Otherwise, you're just relying on maybe what the newspaper says, but no one really that I know of my age buys a newspaper. They have Twitter, some of these accounts. Like my brother plays for the high school baseball team in my hometown. You don't really get all these like updates and TV highlights and whatnot from any of my brother's football or baseball games. There isn't a local news reporter running to four different high schools a night on a Friday <laughs> to get high school football highlights. Yeah, they have a few of them out there. They just, they're so spread thin here where like you have the same exact sports crew of one, maybe two people that's covering the entire tri-state area. And that's just unfair and unlikely. Whereas in Eastern North Carolina, you had three different TV stations. They're covering the region of, let's say, from Jacksonville to Greenville to Kinston, et cetera. Um, it's just not as highly uh, covered here when you have all the big New York sports teams. It absolutely. I can't wait. We're going to jump in and all that. We're going to talk some MLB. We're going to talk some NBA finals. But before all that, I, two big things I need to find out. First, how are you doing with the Canadian wildfires? And it's something I did not think we would be talking about uh, two or three days ago or whatever, but man, it is bad. I actually got on CNN this morning. They showed like this map of where it's where the Canadian wildfires are impacting the most. The two places, Ariel Epstein, is where you are in New York and then like in Pennsylvania, oddly enough. And I guess that's because of winds and all that. But but on a very serious note, uh, how are you? Uh, how are you dealing with all that? I'm alive, which is great. <laughs> yes. It's terrible here. It's actually the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I have a my good friend on MLB Network, Lauren Gardner. She hosts the show off base with me. She's from Colorado. Lauren said to me yesterday, I want to sit here and look like a tough guy, someone that's been through it. Colorado gets these all the time. She goes, this one's bad. And I was like, well, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but she was like, no, 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 like this one's actually bad. Um, it's, it's very weird walking around New York when it smells like a fire. I actually got home yesterday and it's not like I sat by a bonfire, like in my hair. Um, and wow. I was like nervous, not so much like, if you're out in short periods of time, it's not a big deal. But yesterday in the morning, it wasn't that bad. It was so two days ago, I got off the subway. I was walking home around 630, um, getting off work, and it just looked hazy. I didn't really understand or know what it was until I went home and like, looked at the news and realized. Then it didn't smell, though, until yesterday around 1 p.m., so I left my apartment yesterday and I have this like window, like air AC unit. Um, so I left it on because I didn't think twice. Like I was like, nah, like it's fine outside today. It didn't smell nothing. And that was at 10 AM. Then I leave point Fed studios at 1 PM from downtown on wall street. It stunk. And it was, so I, I ran to the subway. I actually felt safer in the subway for the first time ever than I did walking <laughs> the street. Um, and then at MLB, because I go from Wall Street to uh, Secaucus, New Jersey, where MLB Network is, uh, it wasn't any better in New Jersey. And the problem with MLB Network is that there's two different buildings. So one building has two studios in it, but that's where we do our makeup. That's where we have all of the computers to do all of our research. Then you have to go into the other building, 
to record the show, at least our show off base. So you're going, and the cafeteria is in the other building too. So I went to the cafeteria, got lunch, went back to the other building to do the show. So like write the show. And then I went back to the other building to record the show. I, it just dunked outside and it, I don't know what it's like right now, but I'm off today, so I'm <laughs> good, trying not good. to leave. But I was nervous. I called my dad in a panic last night, and Brian North would probably laugh at me because he knows that I'm like a major hypochondriac and a lunatic. <laughs> and I get home, and I'm like, oh, my God, my window AC was on. Am I going to die? My dad's like, have a glass of wine. Have a glass of wine. You're going to be fine. And trust me, I'm so crazy. I slept on my couch. <laughs> that is crazy. But how insane was it that two games, two Major League, and we're going to get into Major League Baseball here in a moment, but two MLB games postponed yesterday. The Tigers at the Phillies, White Sox at your New York Yankees, both postponed yesterday because of this. Thanks. They had to do it. I can't believe that the Yankees even played two days ago. Now, granted, I told you it was just hazy two days ago. It didn't have that smell that it did yesterday. Uh-huh. It was hard to walk around yesterday. I felt like I was in Colorado. Wow. I felt pretty gassed. And actually, it felt worse than that. I was okay when I went to Colorado, but it did feel like you were running for the first time in Denver. There was no way that they were going to allow for these baseball players who make millions of dollars. If you were going to let them play, then you had no reason to let these players play, uh, not play in rain. This is worse than rain, yeah. and you don't even let them play in rain. So now you're going to play in this? Yeah. That would have been nuts. No, and nonetheless, you were going to then be convincing fans to sit in the stands for that. It was just a bad PR move all around to play. They're supposed to play the Yankees and White Sox a doubleheader tonight, or we'll see what happens. They also canceled the WNBA game, too, for the New York Liberty. That was even... They canceled yesterday. The trajectory was that they canceled. Um, they let the kids out of school early. They decided to do remote learning today in New York City. And then the New York Liberty women's basketball game got canceled or postponed. Then baseball decided to step in right after. God, this is insane. Who would, if I'd have told you, if you'd have had that on your uh, 2023 MLB uh, baseball bingo card that hey two games will be can will be postponed due to uh, wildfires in Canada you, you'd have thought I was crazy if I'd have told you that before the season started right of course I would have thought you were nuts <laughs> in eastern North Carolina there were definitely times where I saw like I would smell fire from somewhere but it would go away within a few hours it never lasts this long my grandfather, my grandmother, I spoke to them last night. They said in all their years, their 80 years of living, they've never remembered something like this happening here in New York. It's wow. crazy. Wow, that is crazy. That voice you're listening to, you know who it is. It's Ariel Epstein, who has just been on this, uh, just this career trajectory, which has just been amazing since you left us here uh, in eastern North Carolina a few years ago. You've just, I don't even know, Ariel, like I said, I'm that proud uncle, okay, that, you know, every time you get a new promotion, every time you're starting a new job, I just, it makes me smile. I know it makes uh, your adopted father, Brian North, smile. It just, we're all so happy for you. Mark Panicelli, who uh, used to appear on his show all the time, too. So get us caught up. It has been, I can't believe, 14 months since you were last on here. Uh, Just uh, what is 
personal life. I mean, all these uh, new positions that you have, you're on. It feels like you're on four or five different TV networks now. Catch us up, Ariel, with uh, what's been going on with you. It's been a lot of change in the last 14 months. I switched from Yahoo Sportsbook, where I was last year, probably the last time we spoke, yep. to PointsBet Sportsbook. Um, and PointsBet has been awesome to me. They gave me my own baseball podcast that is uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, and we just I go through a recap of the slate from the night before, talk about the big storylines of the day in baseball. We have on some great guests, which – Friday, I think, not confirmed, going to confirm with him today. Friday, we're going to have the former Downey's Wood Ducks manager and next now Hall of Famer Howard Johnson on the show. Wow. Um, yeah, it, you know, that's the cool thing, too, Hanks, is I started in Eastern North Carolina. I meet all these really cool people, Howard Johnson being one of them. We've kept in touch all these years. And um, even for someone like him, a proud uncle like Hojo, he's <laughs> He is so supportive of me and now sees me at MLB Network, which, um, you know, people, I get DMs all the time from people from ENC who say how, you know, proud they are of me. And it means so much because MLB Network was always a life dream of mine. So, um, yeah, I joined CoinSpot Sportsbook to do an MLB show. And then I also do MLB Network show off base at 4 p.m. Eastern every day, pretty much. Um, and that's, it's a really fun, light baseball show on MLB Network where it's very different from the rest of the shows. In fact, everyone at the network refers to it as recess. Um, <laughs> Dick TV, former Red Sox and Giants World Series pitcher, he said he was talking to one of the executives at MLB and he asked, you know, because all the former baseball players switch all these different shows across the network and we have a fourth chair. It's me. Lauren Gardner and Xavier Scruggs and the fourth chair is reserved for a former player every day that kind of swap like switches out. So Jake Peavy comes on a lot with us. And he said, um, one of the execs asked him what show he was on that day. And he said off base and the exec said, have fun at recess. <laughs> like it's just a really fun and light show about baseball, the fun side of it. Um, so I do that. And then in the basketball season, I do NBA TV where I do a lot of gambling hits. Um, and the cool thing too, about what we do at points that, PointsBet is very regionalized. We are in multiple states like Philadelphia and Chicago, D.C., where I get to hop on with all of the NBC regionals. NBC is a big partner of ours. In fact, last night I was supposed to do an NBC bet cast for Chicago where we were going to do a betting cast um, just all strictly like watching the normal Yankees-Chicago White Sox game except from a betting perspective. We were supposed to do that last night, but of course the game got postponed. Um, so we get to do a lot of really fun things. There's going to be some big changes probably in the next few months at PointsBet as well. So it's just been a really fun ride, and I am just enjoying the journey. And it has been fun watching your journey and listening to your journey and all that. Uh, that voice lets you, Ariel Epstein. Got to tell you, got a question from uh, Greg Clemens. I know you remember him, John Clemens. Is, yeah, uh, hi, Greg. There you go. And he said to get your reaction, uh, you were just talking about Hojo there a little bit, but uh, with him being recognized by the New York Mets, just uh, how you sort of touched on a little bit, but I definitely wanted to address that he had asked this question, though. But uh, just uh, that, that had to mean a lot to you to uh, to be able to see that, too, right, and his reaction. I love Hojo. He <laughs> so deserves everything he gets. What I'm annoyed with, the Mets lost on the day that they inducted him into the Hall of Fame. I mean, 
that is just so rude. I actually went <laughs> off about it on my podcast. I love it. Was not happy. I bet the Mets on the money line that day, I think. Yeah, I Mets money line that day. That they can't lose. They're inducting Hojo and Al Leiter. And um, they had a few others going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, Howie Rose was one of them. I, I, no, you can't. You can't <laughs> lose. Nope, they did. Typical Mets. Um, no, it was really good. And that's why I wanted to get Hojo on the show this week. I'm sure it meant so much to him. I have a ton of Mets fans who work for me at points that. The thing is, too, like I grew up a Yankees fan, and the Yankees were everything that I ever loved in my life uh, as a kid. It was like all I ever knew I loved, my first love. Then you go to Eastern North Carolina. Your manager for the first Down East Wood Ducks is Howard Johnson. <laughs> you're just standing there, and you're looking, is this the actual Hojo, or is this a fake Hojo? Like, <laughs> is it a this fake is, Hojo? <laughs> this, I'm like, this, this is like my first year in North Carolina, and we've got Mets star Howard Johnson as the manager. That was so cool, Hank. I cannot wait to listen to, and I've got to apologize. Please forgive me, Ariel. I didn't. E I knew you were working for Points Bet, but I didn't realize that that podcast part. Of I can tell you this: once I finish the show, I am subscribing to that, and I cannot wait to hear uh, Friday's edition with Hojo. That's going to be awesome. I'm sure there will be some uh, at least uh, one or two Down East Wood Ducks questions for him, right? There's gotta be. That's how we <laughs> met. That's yep. how we, and it's. It's funny. It's great working. When you get to work with these athletes, yesterday, former major leaguer Carlos Pena was on our MLB Network show. I looked at him and made the joke that, because he accidentally left his wallet in the gym at the network, I made a joke that if I saw that wallet there, Pena, I, I was like, we call him Lowe's. I was like, if, we, if I saw that wallet, Lowe's, then it's my wallet versus your wallet. I'm accidentally grabbing your wallet. He goes, Ariel. You're doing just fine. I'm like, you want to compare contracts? He goes, Ariel, we're at the same level now. I looked at him and I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of cool, actually, Los. You're right. I think that way, like, Howard Johnson, when he went to the Downies with us, A-ball for the Texas Rangers, he never acted like he was bigger than anybody there. Yeah. It is so great to see people like Hojo, people like Carlos Pena, these people that had these huge major league baseball careers, they just treat you like you are everybody else. That is what made me love working with Hojo so much my first year there. I was a nervous reporter who barely covered anything important in my life aside for Syracuse going to the Final Four. Then you go to Eastern North Carolina feeling very insecure about yourself. You're a new reporter. You're looking at this larger-than-life figure than Howard Johnson. You get nervous to interview him. You don't want to mess up. He just treated me like I was his friend the entire season, and that's what's so awesome. That is awesome. But listen, I've told you this for several years too, Ariel, that you just <sighs> – I know you've got self-confidence. I mean, obviously, you couldn't be in the position that you're in now. You couldn't have been the way you were here. But I think the thing that people appreciated about you, and, and we've talked about this personally. I don't think I've ever said it here on the show to you. But I, I want to say it here on the show to you is that you just you worked your, your butt off. I mean, you worked so hard. That's one of the things that North – always bragged on uh, about you uh, behind your back. I mean, not even to your face, but he would tell me that he's not sure he ever had anybody that worked as hard as you did. I mean, you, 
you didn't take anything for granted. You built relationships. You got hit on a sideline in a, during a football game and bounced right back up like a like a, a quarterback. That had hey, I thought you sucked. were gonna. I thought you were going to leave it at, at you got hit on on the sidelines. And I was like, yeah, that happened too. <laughs> that happened too. But no, no, I'm talking about like you were tackled on a sideline. We've, yeah. got, to, we've got to dig that video up again and uh, repost that because that was awesome. Little, uh, little Ariel Epstein uh, gets wiped out by a, a defensive. I think it was a defensive back, if I remember correctly. And, and dude, you jumped right back up. You didn't like, like I got to tell Can I tell you something honestly here? Yeah. Uh, if that was me that got hit like that, guess what? They'd have been, they'd have had to have the ambulance out there on the field. They'd have loaded my fat butt up in that ambulance and take me. That's because you were more. That's because you're more important than me in Eastern North Carolina. <laughs> no, I was that's sensible. Not true. That is not. You know you weren't. But anyway, but but in all sincerity, just. You could have sat on your laurels, and you could have after you build up a little bit of uh, acclaim here, but you never did. You kept working. You worked your butt off. You worked to learn people. You worked to learn about everything that's important here. That doesn't always happen, and that's I think that's why you are so beloved. I really do. I mean, uh, and missed. I mean, you are missed, and you're beloved, and uh, I, uh, enough of that. Listen, i got to do a read real quick. Is that all right? That's good. Hey, uh, speaking of hospitals that I would have been taken to, Ario, uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare is the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, Right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's jump right back into it. It's Ariel Epstein, uh, who is now with MLB Network, uh, NBA TV, Points Bet USA. And like I said, uh, I'm going to pr- uh, provide a link to, I cannot wait to hear that Hojo podcast. Hey, I don't even know if we're really going to be able to get into uh, much uh, of your prop queen type stuff. Because I just want to know, and I think people want to know this too, what is your average day like now? When I mean, just don't use today's example, but what is your average day like? What do you? I remember asking you about this during the pandemic, which, by the way, still need to mention, you do know you're the first person that I and probably all of Eastern North Carolina knew that got COVID. You remember? You came on here and you uh-huh. talked about I mean, I'm serious. You were the first person I knew personally that uh, ended up uh, contracting uh, COVID-19. But uh, what is your average day like? I mean, when you get up in the morning all the way to uh, when you call it a day. Ever since I started baseball season where it's points bet and MLB network, I have started my day by waking up at 6 a.m. I do the Peloton from 6 to 7. I know you're an early riser, too, doing the gym in the morning. Then 7 to 8.15, I do my hair and makeup. 8.15 to about 11, I do all my research. I look at how the lines moved overnight. I look at the crops I want to bet. I get my bets in. I write up some of my notes for the show for points bet. And I leave around 11.15 to go downtown to Wall Street. Then I go to Wall Street, which is where our points bet studios are. I'm there from about 12 to 1 recording our podcast, Basis Juice. 
I mentioned already what entails with that show, where it's like a recap of the show. We have a special guest, and then I give out my picks at the end of the show. Leave there by 1 p.m. sharp. I book it to Penn Station, get on a train from Penn Station to Jersey, go from there to MLB Network. I'm at MLB Network from 2 till about 5.30. Then I come home. I eat dinner. I watch TV. I watch my baseball games. I watch my bet. Then I start doing some research for the next day. And then I do it all over again. That is awesome. Dude, you're living the dream, aren't you? I am. I made my, I definitely made a hobby and my passion a lifestyle. Wow. And you know the old adage, and I know you've had to have heard it a thousand times, and I know I have too, that uh, if you're doing what you love, it's really not a job, is it? I mean, it, you can seriously, you can see you in the videos on Twitter that you do. And I, I watch, I do watch all your videos on Twitter. I, uh, you know, I, you can hear it in your voice. You can see it in your face. Ariel, you are doing what you love, aren't you? I am. It's, it's funny because I love all sports. I don't discriminate. Every sport's awesome at every level. Baseball. Even when I was in Eastern North Carolina, baseball has always been my first love. I love football, love basketball, I like hockey, NASCAR, etc. There's always people always said to me when I was covering baseball, you just saw this glow and this passion really come out. It's funny because there were points in my life when I kind of lost track of baseball because I didn't need to like follow it so much. Like in Eastern North Carolina, we covered some college baseball. We covered some high school baseball. We didn't cover major league baseball because we didn't really have major league team. We had minor league baseball. I didn't really have any like reason to follow the majors anymore. So I didn't really um, like I felt like maybe I would have lost my excitement for it. Then Brian North would send me when I was home for Yankee Stadium he would tell me to interview Sean Armstrong, Adam Warren, Lonnie Chisinau. Anytime any of them were at Yankee Stadium, I would go home and I would interview them at Yankee Stadium. And then my love for baseball was like, oh, no, no, no. I still love Major League Baseball. It's still here. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, we are wrapping up uh, our, our visit here with Ariel Epstein. And I've just got to – we've got to get an MLB prop in here. i got to talk to the prop queen. If there's one thing that Brian Hanks needs to make some money today – Give me one that I can uh, that I can make a bet on that uh, that I that I could put some green in my pocket here today. Ooh, okay, you're catching me off guard because I didn't look okay. at anything yet. But if Lance Lynn, whichever game Lance Lynn is pitching in today for the White Sox, okay, I would take his under on his strikeout prop. Take the under on. Okay, very good. Uh, that I think that's one of the games again because it's supposed to be a doubleheader. Yep, a doubleheader against uh, your Yankees at four oh five today. Uh, so take the under on strikeouts. So I, yeah, I'm, and then another another way, just another thing uh, throughout the season. It's not today because the Red Sox are at the Guardians in Cleveland. The Boston Red Sox at home betting their team total overs have been really profitable uh, when they're at home in Fenway. They've just they've gone over you're you're up like 10 units on the season if you're betting every team total over for the red sox at home the only team that's had more than that is the best team in baseball the tampa bay rays 
Well, I, I, you know what I lied? I got one more question for you that I have to ask here. I'm a Nationals fan. I'll be up there for uh, three games right around uh, July 4th. All right, and we've had Paul Whittington on, who's a big Nationals guy, too, and he knows a lot more about it than I do. How many years are we out from uh, my Nationals contending again? Are we a year out, two years out, or is it never going to happen as long as we have this ownership in place? Oh, three <laughs> to five years. Wow. The, the Nationals feel like the only team that I could um, – the Nationals, the Athletics, the Royals, oh. they all seem like sellers by the trade deadline. The difference is the Nationals do have some nice pitching prospects, and they've done a very good job with their pitchers. Mackenzie Gore out of Wilmington, North Carolina, is awesome. You, he is a K machine. Then you have certain pitchers um, on this National staff that have really made big improvements from last year. Patrick Corbin just had a decent outing yesterday. Not that he's anywhere close to reliable. He's made improvements, though. Josiah Gray made huge improvements for the Nationals from last year to this year. His velocity is up. He's added another pitch to his repertoire. Gray has – so I'm impressed with what the Nationals have done by molding their starting pitching. The problem is their bats just don't get hot at the right times and they can't be trusted. Uh, the, uh, the Nats are a team that maybe in the next three to five years their young talent will rise and hopefully they can stay healthy. Well, there you go. Well, listen, Ario Epstein, we love you. It's please, I and it's like you said, it's it's big part of my fault because you've never said no to me unless you've just absolutely not been able to do it. It will not be fourteen months again. Maybe we'll try to get you on later on in the baseball season, and as, as maybe we're approaching the postseason or something like that. You're so crazy busy. That's the reason I wanted to hear what your average day was like, and you made time for us today. We love you. I hope you know Eastern North Carolina loves you. And you will always – and, yes, you're, you're, you're skyrocketing up to the top of everything, but you're always going to be considered an ENC girl, okay? I appreciate that. Thank you, Hanks. I really miss everybody down there. I heard your show is doing awesome down there. You even have some merchandise that you give out. I'm if going anything, to get you some. That is so funny you were saying anything, that. You have told me I'm too busy. I see you on Twitter. You've got a guest every single day. You are just crushing it, Hanks. I'm so happy for you. It's a mutual admiration society then because we love you and think the world of you too. Be well, my friend. Uh, Don't breathe in real deep uh, with all that smoke. (laughs) Yeah. But we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for coming on the show this morning, okay? Thanks, Hanks. There you go. That's Ariel Epstein. Man, just love her to death. And, yes, she is exactly like she sounds. She is happy. She's chipper. She is just one of the the sweetest people that you will ever know, that you will ever know. Listen, let's get John and Jonathan in here play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the show right after that. Today is Thursday, June the 8th in the year of our Lord 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. I don't know which one would be the lady or the gentleman in that one. <laughs> the birthday game is back. Either. Wait, where's the applause? No, no, that's not it. Oh. No, no, it's not that either. Accurate. Oh, there we go. The, the birthday <laughs> game is back. It's been gone for a whole week. Did you miss it, John Dawson? I did miss it, but, we, you know, we were fighting those d- powerful WRNS attorneys, and we I got us, I'm glad we won in the end. Jonathan Massey? Oh, no. You have to two I, shekels a show now. I, well, well, there's no more money. that We just had to oh. get more perks. Oh, oh. Well, wait a minute. What are the perks? Well, we both get a free parking spot here now. 
Oh, yeah. God. Well, that's a source of revenue that I'm not going to have now was uh, charging you guys for parking <laughs> when you came to the plush well-lit studio on Whitehall Drive, Jonathan. Yeah. And we get one free day-old uh, McDonald's biscuit. <laughs> Nothing on the inside of it, just the biscuit. <laughs> you want me to stick in the microwave and warm it up for you? Uh, I'm just going to I'm just gonna feed it to Molly. Okay. Hey, don't do that to her. There's McDonald's. It's got enough preservatives in there. There's nothing wrong with that. There you go. Hey, uh, listen, again, I want to apologize <laughs> to you, John Dawson, to you, Jonathan Massey, for my uh, flub up from a week ago. I mean, I really do. That was, uh, that was not cool. Hey, just on a side note, how long have we been going here and my trash is still emptying? <laughs> uh, Should it last that long? Uh, I don't know. Is that a Mac? Yeah. <laughs> I have no clue then. But shouldn't your, I mean, it's been a while now that it's been emptying here. It's been between 10 and 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, that's sort of odd. Steve Jobs is poking us from the great beyond. Yes, he is poking us from the great beyond. <sighs> Let's hope that this isn't for, uh, for naught that, you know, like what we did last week, John, when we tried to record and you, uh, fever, not feverishly, that's the wrong choice of words. You passionately called me like, this is not working. Except you didn't sound like that. You were you were more. And I had tried for twenty minutes before I called you. Uh, <clears throat> that was not fun. I met him out on Highway seventy, Johnson Massey. Met at a gas station and put the computer on the hood of the car, and tried everything we could think of, and uh, it just wasn't coming back. Yeah, I saw the group text. I was just like, <laughs> 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 nothing I can do about it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I noticed you didn't contribute to the group text. What did there. Mean Gene Oakland, what was his catchphrase? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, that's what he said? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> ah, there you go. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. I've done my best all week to do uh, Goeco reads because I just automatically... I just automatically assume. I need to beat yourself up. Yeah, no joke. I automatically assume that, you know, we've got the Goeco read, or not, they're not reads, the Goeco ads inside our birthday game. But since we've not had a birthday game in a week, I've had to remind myself, do the Goeco read, Brian. And uh, so, finally, you get to do it, Jonathan Massey. You allegedly won yesterday's uh, birthday game. You now lead three <laughs> days to two here in the uh, month of June. John, you know if I win the month now, there's going to be a whole week that wasn't aired that I somehow led three to two. You're in cahoots with WR and his management. <laughs> well, they like you better anyway. It's a, it's a well-known fact. They prefer people with beards. Well, they say I'm less marketable. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, they really like you, John. I believe when we first started. Well, I know what it was when we were doing the Friday night football games. And uh, I know Jason was – Jason and Al Cannon and Tony and everybody at WRNS, they were trying to figure out how to get you over there full time. And when I told them your salary requirements, they guffawed loudly. Which were not they were crazy. crazy. I All I needed was like a pack of sardines and some crackers. And Yeah, but see, you wanted the top shelf sardines. I'll take the closeout ones. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Jonathan Massey, <laughs> how did we get on sardines? That's what he, that's what it's All his. All the payment. Yeah, okay. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us about Goeco Office Automation over there, Jonathan Massey. Well, Goeco Office Automation, they're a company you need to go to. If you're having trouble getting stuff to stay on a, on a memory card or uh, <laughs> on a computer, you go there, and Jock is just going to be right over to help you out. He can help you over the phone or come to your house. 
Uh, if you have a radio show, a local radio show, uh, and you've had some technical difficulties, Jock can probably help you with that too. So um, what I would suggest is giving Jock a call at 252-286-286-5354. And he'll get right on it for you. And he can also give you some great office automation equipment that'll help everything run smoothly. He won't give it to you. But it'll feel like he's giving he'll, it to you, right? I mean, he'll give it to you for a nominal fee. There you go, which is what he did for me. Hey, gentlemen, I know you've missed this. <laughs> what about Massey? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, we've got four musical hints in today's show, gentlemen. Can I forfeit now? <laughs> no, because no, you want to win this thing. <coughs> you want to win this thing. So uh, here we go. Here is the first one, man. She's. I, let, let's just let it play a little bit. Oh, Tina, Nancy Sinatra. What was Tina? You said... I misspoke. It's oh, Nancy okay. Sinatra. Song? I think there is a Tina Sinatra in the family, but this is Nancy. You keep saying you got something Nancy Sinatra me. was... Uh, she was a looker. Something she was in The Sopranos. Yes, she was. She serenaded Phil Leotardo. There you go. You know this song, Jonathan Massey? I know you know. From Austin Powers, yes. I didn't know it was in the... What's the song? I don't know the name of it. I think they play it during the Fembot sequence. Oh, hold on. Didn't they? Yeah. That's just what they'll do. One of these. <laughs> That's a shame. It is a shame <laughs> that I messed that up. Okay, this is <laughs> These Boots Are Made for Walking by uh, Nancy Sinatra, who, like I said, man, uh, she had a pretty good A game. Yeah. Did a very good A game. Uh, Jonathan Massey, how old today is Nancy Sinatra? This is Frank's kid. Yes. Frank's, Frank's daughter. Frank's oldest daughter. <sighs> 71. You say 71. What do you say, John Dawson? 72. She was born. I, guys, I was shocked. I, I, this is not a riff. The 80. Shock. June 8th, 1940. Mm-hmm. 83. Nancy Sinatra. I th- I would have. I'm glad I was. If I was playing this game, I would have said probably like 68 or 69, something like that. I thought she was, you know, because like you said, I remember her in The Sopranos, but I mm-hmm. figured she would be much younger. But dude, 83 years old. But the part that I didn't tell you about this song that would have absolutely given it away. What year do you think this song came out, John Dawson? Uh, you would know probably. 1960. Oh, man, 66. I don't know. 65. 65. So so she was 25 when this came out. Well. So, you know, when you look at it like that, then. Uh, yeah, I guess it checks out. Yeah. It just, it, like I said, 83 just blew my mind. I mean, so she was, like I said, she was 25 How when old? this came out. Because so. I was thinking Sinatra would have been about the same age as Dean Martin, yeah? I think so. He, he released an album called 80 when he was still alive. I can't remember when he died, but. I remember he and his wife were thinking about busting up, but they were very—they were fairly elderly at the time. And Sinatra looked at him and said, "Look, at our age, nobody's going to want either one of us. Let's just ride it out." <laughs> Did he really that's say that? That's pretty much what he said. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, uh, who got that? You did, mm-hmm. right? Dizzle, you got it. So you lead one to nothing. Our next musical hit. Is it Bonnie Tyler? Total Eclipse of the Heart. Every now and then I never come around. 
This is total eclipse <laughs> the heart. Who? Bonnie Tyler. Easy on the eyes too. Oh yeah, that's an old picture. That's from yeah. the seventies. Yeah. I prefer the Dan Bands version. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that in? Wedding Crasher or uh, not Wedding school. Crasher? Old school. Yeah. Is, I like. I agree with you. But he. They were in a couple movies though. Uh, they were in uh, Starsky and Hutch. Don't ask me why I remember that. The one with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. They were in not Wedding Crashers. Uh, wedding they, Singer. Yeah, Wasn't they were it? in Wedding Singer. They yeah. were also in one of the um, Hunger uh, Hangover movies. That's right. I just like it because well, what's his name is up there. Uh, not Vince Vaughn. Uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. And he's dancing with his wife, and they, you know, they let out an expletive. I'm going to, yeah. you know. And Will Ferrell turns around and goes, the, the, you know, like you, you're kind of halfway listening. You're not really listening. He's like, did, did he just say that? Did the band just curse? Yeah, I think that's what he said. Did the band just curse? It was crazy. Okay. Uh, you, John Dawson, uh, Bonnie Tyler. How, oh, hold on. Yeah, she had some pipes. <laughs> well, this is when I wish we were a video show. Yeah. Is Jonathan Massey's over here? Uh, I added the other words. Yeah, lip syncing it. I love it. Bonnie Tyler, how old is she today? There, John Dawson. Seventy-six. You say seventy-six. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Seventy-seven. She was born June the eighth in the year of our Lord nineteen fifty-one. So, John Dawson. Rara, indeed, Rara. you are now up uh, two to nothing. Guess what? Uh, these have been pretty good musicians, right? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for those shoes to drop, Brian. Oh, it's going to drop. <laughs> You're going to be so unhappy. It's going to be a whole Tom McCann. Just remember. Oh, ah, brand of shoe. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you did there. Now you're gonna have to okay. Now this artist you like, I know you like. You're just gonna have to give me if I don't do the, a good song, you gotta give me a good. No, I'm serious. You're gonna. I, I'm positive you're gonna. I'm gonna go with this. So. This boss gags. It's boss gags indeed. This is a Lido shuffle. Do you like that? Do I need to do another song or is this all right? Uh, the the one I would pick, nobody would know. So we're okay. Fine. Well, it was either this or lowdown. And I'd rather like hear this one. Okay, very cool. Well, Jonathan Massey, Boz Skaggs, who, uh, I don't know, you would never say he was a superstar, but, I mean, he had. Well, he he was kind of a blues artist in the 60s, like Dwayne Allman recorded on some of his albums, and then he kind of got a pop audience in the 70s. Hey, I'm three for three, aren't I? I've been good, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. But, well, first let's do a, let's guess this artist's uh, birthday, and it's to you, Jonathan Massey. Hold on, hold on, chorus. Let, let's get this chorus in. Here we go. I love this song. Lita. You both look like you're in pain. Are you all right, John? <laughs> I play, I pr play, I pray Boz is not listening. <laughs> Jonathan, you all right? You clenched your have, eyes, too. Have my ears not suffered enough? And later <laughs> yeah. on, he was on TV. He was on Charlie's Angles. He played Bosley. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah, okay. I, I, you didn't fall for that one. I'm proud I did. of you. Yeah. Well, I knew who Bosley was, and I was pretty well, no, sure. Well, if I wanted to sell it, I would have said, you know, later on, he was a TV star in the late 70s, and you just said, really? And I said, yeah, he played Bosley ah, on the Charlie's Angles. That see, that would have probably sold it. Yeah. Bos Skaggs. Are you familiar with his work over there, young Jonathan Massey? <laughs> 
Nah, not really. Okay. Uh. Boz Skaggs, how old is he today? Oh, boy. Uh, 79. <laughs> Born June the 8th, the year of our Lord, 1944. He is 79. Hell in the wide world of sport. I mean, of all, I thought you were getting ready to say I tell him he was a blues something. artist in the 60s, and he got 79 from that. <laughs> But I swear, I thought you were, it did it not sound like he was saying 60 and then. <coughs> no, I, so it, I, my, when you start saying like years that they were active doing things, yeah. it, it really turns into a beautiful mind up here. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I go with the Nancy Sinatra. She was born in 43, recorded a song in 65. He was in the 60s. Let's put it together. He was bigger in the 70s maybe. And it just kind of goes like that okay here we go uh so it's two to one now it goes back to you john dawson let's yeah. see i don't like where this is going can only make me stronger way too loud oh sorry you mean it's on. Well, yeah. <laughs> you want to tell him who it is over there, Jonathan Massey? <laughs> no, I think John wants to tell us who it is. You know? Oh, you know is this That's how long I'll be on ya. Yeah, this is ye indeed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Better known as Kanye West. Hold on. Let's get lost tonight. You could be my black Kate Moss tonight. This is a clean version. Please tell me it's my guess. So I get this over with. <laughs> it's guess. Kanye West, the genius, the man himself. How old is Kanye West today? I don't like what he's done to a Daft Punk song. Oh, is this Daft Punk here? The the harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. This is actually one of my favorite. I like Kanye. You mean Kanye doesn't write his own music? Get out of town. Really? Well, he writes lyrics. He's a lyricist, but yes. Uh, Does he sing them? Well, he's, 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 Speaks them. He's a talker. He gives speeches. Wait a minute, chorus. Can only make me stronger. Not true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John Dawson. Fake news, I, fake I news. I got to tell you. <coughs> I love you. And I love you like probably 0.8% more right now than I did just five minutes ago. Usually, you would be strangling me with the cord from my own headphones. You would have your own headphones off. You'd be halfway back to Bucklesbury by now. <laughs> and you've actually put up with this a little bit. I don't Oh, it reminds I'm, I'm me. I'm verklempt. You remember on his anniversary when you put something up there about, uh, about telling Laura to blink twice if... Uh, and I used the Kanye gif of him blinking rapidly. <laughs> that was awesome. We haven't even talked about that last week, when, or it was earlier this week, mm -hmm. right? When you put the uh, when you put that up there about you guys. Sorry, I'm sorry. Very. Yeah. Okay. Do what now? I would do anything for a Klondike. But anyway, that's that's a lyric there from uh, Stronger. Uh, that's no. not what he said. What is it? He says a blonde. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he just looks off into uh, into the you know into the great beyond or whatever, <coughs> which is what he's doing right now. He's not look; his eyes are not really focused on anything. He's just like looking into the bobbleheads. He's he's doing a beautiful mind to calculate how many years he would get. <laughs> 
Well, probably me, you wouldn't get that many years because they would be like, he provoked you. But when you accidentally killed Jonathan, that's when they would probably say a father of a small child. You know, they'd probably throw in at least three to five years. If I let them know? hear this show, they'd <laughs> I'd get off scot-free. Yeah, you're probably right. About that. Okay, Kanye West, how old is he today there, Jonathan Parrot Dawson? Um, don't act like I told you. I don't know, 45. You say 45, what do you say, Jonathan Massey? Oh, he's not right. No, he is not right. Dang it, I was hoping he would get it. Well, it depends on what you guess here. I mean, yeah. you may still get it. I really don't know. 44. Anyway, he does get it. Congratulations, John. It's always, have you noticed, it's always the ones he he would rather give up than get it. But, hey, he wins. He's already clinched today. He is uh, 46 today. He was born June the 8th mm -hmm. in the year of the Lord, 1977. You want to listen to the rest of this? I do. You've been such a good sport about that. You just listened to three minutes and 45 seconds of that. So. <sighs> Good news you is you get 364 off. <laughs> the next one, yeah, that's for sure. Tibet monk taught me how to close off my ear canals. <laughs> well, you did a good job there. You've already clinched a day, but man, I know all three of us are big, big fans of uh, this uh, actor. He, it's a dead person. He died uh, in 2020, so he just died two years ago. He was George Costanza's father on Seinfeld and the father in real life of Ben Stiller. It's Jerry, Jerry Stiller. Stiller. Jerry, all three of us, right? Obviously. I know you and I are. What about you, John? Well, I told you we were talking earlier before we we uh, when we were having our little uh, breakfast before we started the show. And uh, I told you my favorite episode of Seinfeld is where he was having the Korea flashback, Korean flashbacks <laughs> when he was uh, having to cater for people. Yeah. I was brash. <laughs> what? And what was the beauty of it was they didn't use like a younger actor to portray him when he was in the Vietnam nah, War. That wouldn't have been funny. <laughs> they used him in the current day. Just put of a hood the, on him. Exactly. I mean, it was like, come on now, man. Come on. Uh, so Jerry Stiller over there. Okay, now, he, like I said, he passed away in 2020. So just passed away two years ago. But how old would just one? And didn't you tell me one time, didn't he and his wife have like a comedy act? Stiller and Mira. His wife, you reckon, she's been on thousands of things. She was, we were, my wife and I have been rewatching the show Ed, which is probably my top three favorite shows ever. She played a school teacher on an episode. We just saw that a few weeks ago. Well, there you go. But, but you have what month he died? Ugh. Yes, I can look it up real quick for sure. When I think I know how old he was Jerry when he died. Stiller died. May 11th, 2020. Okay, so he hadn't had his birthday yet. Nope. Yeah. Was just uh, a month short of his birthday. Was born We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. <laughs> yep. How old today would Jerry Stiller be? Going to be all over that shuffleboard court? I could be wrong here, but I think he was 93 when he died. So I'm going to say if he would have had his birthday in 2020... So 96. Dude. Your math is impeccable, dude. That, exactly. He would have been 96 today. He was born June the 8th, 1927. So 96. Not that it matters, John, because uh, you'd already clinched the day. So congratulations. Oh, I had? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, it was three to one. You got three the of the The Kanye acts. nonsense is. <laughs> it's just, like. It's like numbing cream for your brain. I'm, I'm convinced in Men in Black, when they wipe <laughs> a little thing over you, it's Kanye music. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <coughs> music, yeah. Well, you win today 3-2, to two, John Dawson, a uh, local birth. Well, uh, one local birthday and a couple that have moved away. Today's Jim Godfrey's birthday, uh, former uh, Ken, uh, Lenore County Chamber of Commerce president and uh, 
Wood Duck season ticket holder, and the most important part, the husband to Robin Godfrey. Well, that's his probably his best credit. That has got to be his best credit. Well, he's a father too, so I mean, he, you know, good dad too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But uh, but Jim Godfrey today is his birthday, y'all. I don't know, but would y'all want to guess? I would say 83. What would you say, Jonathan Massey? Oh, I yeah. <laughs> see, because Miss Rod 83. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, 74. You say 74. What would you say, John? 73, Brian. There you go. I don't know what it is. Amberly <laughs> Posey, who uh, was uh, used to work. You remember her? She used to work for the Jacksonville Daily News, worked on the desk with Richard Clark. Uh, she's, uh, I don't even think that's her name anymore, uh, Posey. She's been married now, and congratulations her. Just a sweetheart. Really loved working with her. Always, uh, She was all awesome. And loved her to death. Happy birthday, Amberly. Happy birthday, Jim. I'm joking. I know you're not 83. You, you, can, you don't look a day over 75. How's that? <laughs> I'm going to pay for that. Hey, listen, thank you so much again to Paul Whittington for joining us uh, this morning in our first hour. I know if you were looking for Shane Albee, he will be on tomorrow's show with Richard Clark, with Matt Grantham from LCC. we got you a full show already booked out tomorrow. And thank you again to the great Ariel Epstein for joining us here, the props queen, just everything she's doing. Have a great, great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.